Welcome to 3R Educational Solutions, the podcast that empowers educators to create thriving learning environments with social-emotional learning at the core. Hi, welcome to 3R Educational Solutions. We've got Cassie and Angel here um, okay. right before the holiday break. Hi, Cassie. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about this time home um, with your children, or if you're a teacher um, or educator, um, maybe you don't have children yet and have maybe some self-care. So we're just going to kind of talk about the holiday break in um, on a school calendar. Well, and, you know, one thing we want to address is during the holidays, our stress level is so much higher. I mean, it is a fun time. It's a, it's a time that we can have, um, make a lot of those memories, but sometimes in making those memories, we get really stressed out and how important it is for us to maintain our own emotional intelligence. Um, when we're kind of being stretched, you know, stretched a little thin sometime. And, you know, one thing that keeps popping through my head is when we have our kids home for an extended period of time, what are we modeling? And that's something personally I've worked on a lot within my own being a mom and learning how to parent is what am I modeling? And as I'm going into this holiday season, I've definitely within the last year, I'm looking at it differently compared to last year, you know, on how I'm going into the holiday season and what my kids, my child is seeing from me, like with the behaviors I'm modeling for them, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh, hundred um, percent. I always kind of go back with some regret, but you know, you do the best you can at the time, right? You mm-hmm. do what you know how to do. And I'm like, I, I would just be a different mom to my boys now, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, well, now they're adults and I can talk to them and I can explain to them like, hey, you know, this was going on in my life. I didn't handle that very well. And, um, you know, I feel like I've, I've raised them with um, the ability to have empathy and yeah. understanding. So that I got that going for me. <laughs> well, and I think but, that's so important. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, and just how different I am as a stepmom um, to our three, to my three stepchildren. Um, I'm just different. I'm I'm a lot calmer. I I don't get so upset. And, and I know they see my OCD tendencies and me take a deep breath and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's truly that once you know better, you do better. Think, and, you I know, just said that today. Yeah. And it's like, you can only do, do what you can with the knowledge that you have. And once we know better, then we try to do better. And so it's like, yeah. we're, we should always be evolving to meet that expectation. I feel like. Yeah. I love that saying. If you know better, do better. I yeah. think that's my Angelou, right? I think so. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Think. Maybe. <laughs> But, um, and we were just kind of chatting back and forth about family dynamics. So many kids are bounced back and forth between households. Um, even if you're not, uh, your children don't, you know, have a nuclear family. Um, it's stressful to go from grandma and grandpas to aunt and uncles, or um, it can be, all that can be stressful and exciting. So, you know, just taking a deep breath and, uh just going, okay, let's focus on what this is really about. 
Yeah. Well, and I think it's also important that we acknowledge our own emotions and what's important in it and how we're feeling, but that we also acknowledge that maybe our kids being a little bit more grumpy because we've had them going from this place to this place to this place. And maybe we need to chill just a bit on how hard we are on our kids. Um, when I know me, when I'm being drugged from one place to another place to another place, I'm cranky and I'm like, no, I just want to be home and I just want to go in my bed and put, put yeah. my puppies on. And, <laughs> you know, our kiddos feel that too. And I feel like sometimes we have a higher expectation for our kids than we do ourselves. And so I think it's important that while we're home, while we're all together with our families, we kind of check ourselves a little bit and realize, okay, my kid may not be perfect right now, but there could be reasons why they're not being perfect right now and showing empathy towards that. I, so this, this just popped into my head and I don't know if it's a, like an, a direction we want to go, but I was thinking about my youngest, Sam, uh, my youngest son, biological son, Sam, he's just kind of an old soul and he would always be like, mom, are you okay? And I'd have Aww. to catch myself and go, Oh yeah, I'm just, stressed and frustrated but flip that as a mom to a kid who is always just pretty mellow and just if he showed emotion I'd be like what the heck is wrong with you you know so um like modeling that for your kids I think he he probably did a good job of modeling it for me uh he's just a real soft-hearted kid um but yeah so we're our next kind of topic our discussion point was modeling our emotional intelligence and how we handle things you know handle disappointment handle frustration handle you know i think i'm starting to get more of handling things with humor you know yeah. if i get frustrated i try to go up oh, typical angel you know yeah. just well, it helps you kind of laugh it off a little bit better cuz i think i i do that too is i just have you just have to Okay. It's okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> we don't laugh or cry. I'd rather laugh. Wouldn't right. You? Yeah. <laughs> um, so in the, the next talking point, Cassie and, um, and I had was uh, express gratitude. That is something I think that is really big right now. Um, yeah. We just talked to our kids the other night about a, like a dog a family, you know, uh, Finding someone that maybe, you know, their house had a house fire or whatever, and their Christmas is going to look different, but we make it a family event. Like we're going to go shopping and we're going to, we're going to purchase these gifts as if they were for us, you know, and then go out to dinner, but we're going to give them all away. Yeah. And I think that expressing gratitude and just understanding that feeling of giving, how, mm -hmm. how good that feels when someone appreciates it. Um, We've been doing that with Grayson this year because this is the first year we were in a position where we could adopt a family. And so we did. We adopted a family and my husband and I decided not to buy presents for each other because we really wanted to focus on what we could give. There's just something about this year that our focus is giving. Like we just... That's that just seems important to us. So the other night we were wrapping these presents for our adopted family and we brought Grayson in and we had him help us wrap and we talked to him about why we're doing this. And it was I don't think Jeff and I realized how much of a teaching moment it could have been or how much of a teaching moment it was. Um, beforehand, before we just were thinking we were going to do this. And then as we're wrapping presents with him and he's asking questions and he's almost a little like, well, but 
like, where's mine? You know, a little bit like that. And it created the per perfect opportunity for us to say, hey, you have this, 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 this. Anytime you want something, you usually get it. And we need to be grateful for that and show gratitude for that and realize that we are blessed and not everyone is blessed as blessed as we are in the ways that we are. And it was, it created such a perfect moment for us to teach him about gratitude more. And so finding those opportunities, like this is the perfect time to do it. And, you know, even if it's as simple as just talking about things you're grateful for or um, having your kids donate toys that they don't play with. Like those are such simple things that can help start clicking their minds into realizing I'm blessed, I have, and I'm grateful for that, you know? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, 100%. <clears throat> I think um, just showing gratitude, like, uh, um, around the uh, dinner table even like I am so glad you guys are all here mm -hmm. just just showing gratitude about their presence and presence with the sea <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> just just letting them know they matter and like yeah. I said you, you're modeling that and they're gonna go you know they I did not realize as a young mom how much they are seeing how much they're soaking up and remembering and forming their, their little brains. Mm -hmm. um, so everything they see you do, it's just, and that goes both ways. That goes the negative and the positive. Yeah. So we want to yeah. make sure we're modeling. If we have negative, you, you pull them in and you go, you know what? I did, I'm sorry. I behaved, you know, my big emotions got in the way and I should have done this better. Um, right. But but admitting that you're you're not perfect. Yeah, admitting we're wrong. I think that is such a huge thing is being able to say to our kids, I may when when we don't model perfectly because we're not going to. We're in perfect humans. Right. We're not going to model perfectly all the time. But when we do have those moments, because again, the holidays can be stressful, and we might have those moments where we uh, don't keep our cool as much as we wish we had. But being able to turn to our kids and be like. I shouldn't have acted that way. I let this emotion get the best of me. I'm sorry. Let's, let's rewind. Let's, you know, re whatever, but just being able to apologize to your kids. That's also modeling to them that it's okay to be wrong and it's okay to say sorry. And oh, it yeah. is, it is so important that we're modeling these behaviors to them because if we go to a family event and we know beforehand what our triggers are going to be, but yet we allow ourselves to get triggered and make a scene or to have an outburst or to have that. Our kids are watching that. So they're seeing, oh, it's okay. Cause if I'm triggered, then I can blow up. But instead of preparing yourself a little bit before going into those little, those um, family events, knowing, okay, aunt, blah, blah, blah likes to talk about this topic and it's kind of a sore topic and it's going to hit my trigger. And instead of just going in saying, well, it's going to hit my trigger and I'm probably going to lose it instead saying, okay, when she hits my trigger, what can I do to reel myself back to calm myself down and to not, to not let it, not let it hit that trigger. And our kids I, are watching that. Like, yeah. I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I 1000% agree because I think that is probably my biggest pet peeve 
that how we address trauma in the past would be mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a trigger. So that's what they do. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I just made like, an, you know, a little sarcastic face, <laughs> but we can't just allow them to go. That's a trigger. So I threw a chair, you know, and an the excuse. same thing you have to say, okay, if you know, it's a trigger, let's figure out how to handle that emotion when you're triggered. And I love how you said like, okay, aunt so-and-so is going to blah, 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 say something. Um, for instance, if you know politics, you don't agree with aunt so-and-so on politics, you avoid the conversation of politics. And if they just won't avoid it, then are you going to say, well, it's nice out. It's nice enough on December in Missouri. That's where we are. Um, I can go for a walk when she starts doing that. Or I can go sit somewhere else. Go find where the kids are playing. Yeah, I'm going to go check yeah. on the kids and just go yep. hang out with them a little bit. Cause that's right. way more positivity than what you're going to experience. Yeah. And so what are you going to do? And I, and you know, there's times when I've been triggered where I'm like, I don't want to come off as rude and I just ignore. So I'll be like, I got to go to the bathroom or, <laughs> you know, I, I am a walker. Um, Sam again, old soul used to say, mom, do you need to go for a run? Because that was my stress relief. And if I hadn't run for a few days, he'd be like, mom, you probably should just go for a run. Um, <laughs> that That's how I managed my big emotions. Um, so, he, you know, if, if he could see me getting uptight, he'd be like, yeah, here's your shoes. Get out the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go. Well, yeah. that kind of goes into what we were talking, what our next talking point is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how to handle that holiday stress and things like like she said, if you may be at grandma's house and things are getting a little dicey and you just need to take a step out, like that's fine. Grab your coat, go take a walk down the street, come back and it's probably cooled off or you've at least cooled off or been able to feel better. Um, don't be afraid to take some extra time for yourself. Even though when this time seems like there is no time, it is okay to say no to some of the things we don't, I feel like at least And my husband says this to me all the time because I'm the mom that wants to make everything happen for my kid, every event, every holiday, everything. I want him to experience it all, but we can't do that without running ourselves completely ragged. And so it's, to me, I feel like it's important that people know it's okay to say no to all the activities. It's okay to only pick the few that are the most meaningful and say no to the rest. Like, that's okay. Yeah. They don't have to go see the Christmas lights all over Missouri. Let that pick one, yeah. you know, pick your favorite um, neighborhood, pick your favorite display. It doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, consistent, you know? Um, and that kind of makes me think of, um, throughout December, um, our little workout group, I always have a monthly yoga focus. So this month it's, I am worthy in reminding everyone who tunes in and, and you guys, um, that you are worthy of that time. You're you're worthy of taking some time to work out, to do your get your workout in, um, to go for that walk, to just take a moment and chill. You're worthy of that. You deserve it, and it's okay to tell someone no so you can take care of yourself. Yeah. And you know that go back to that saying: you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, you can't. I love Dr. Darian's quote that he gave us from his mentors. I think we quoted it before. Um, Kids can't learn from an empty soul. So go fill your soul, go nourish that soul and your body. And, you know, you'll have more to give. Yeah. So especially if you're feeling triggered. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
it's a movement going and, and it doesn't have to take a lot of time either even just like you know, and if you go on YouTube, there are so many just five minutes stress relieving meditations that you can listen to. That's five minutes. Put your headphones on, zone out, listen to it, take some deep breaths. And just that five minutes can restore you in so many ways that Girl, I don't know about you. Sometimes I need more than five minutes. Well, Sometimes I mean, I, I do to too. That's for sure. But <laughs> okay, let's get. Uh, Aunt so and so's voice out of my head, and right. so I can focus on this music. <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> Just bring earbuds to your uh, your Christmas dinner. Your yeah. Christmas oh, sorry, dinner. I didn't hear you. What? <laughs> and calming music in my ears. <laughs> yeah. Just background noise. Right. Uh, well, talking about big emotions, um, we, we need to maybe talk about empathy for kids. And this one really struck me um, as a talking point because I, I went in into a classroom. I didn't know the entire story, but there's a little bitty guy crying because mom just left. And, um, you know, it, it was a situation, but I was like, you know, he just, he just wanted to hold him. And sometimes just taking that time, if you're, if you got to realize this, if you're taking time for yourself, take that time for your kids with your kids. Um, I was, I was that young mom that was kind of like you, Cassie. I wanted everything to be perfect all the time and da, 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 and everything had to look pretty and look perfect and everybody had to behave perfect and your shirt needed to be tucked in. And you know what? I just remember like my kids hated dressing up and they hated, I should have, you know, why didn't I just take five minutes and go, let's just go rock. Let's just go sit. Let's just talk. Um, and even teenage kids, like I feel like they experience big emotions, but don't necessarily always express it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Hey, you want to go for a walk or you just want to go for a drive and helping them manage those emotions. Um, I used to get, take everything so personal with my oldest son because he, he just, he had kind of, he has a kind of fiery temper like I do. And it wasn't really a temper. It was just a mood. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, what's your problem? I wasn't super empathetic with him. Like in, all the things he was feeling. Yeah. So. Well, and I, just, I, I want to take it to a, a bigger, a bigger level, I guess, too. Um, if your child is spending time with another parent in a different home, like being empathetic of maybe they're coming home and they're not their normal happy, happy chip herself, or something's just off or something like that. Maybe being empathetic of the experiences they may have had at that other home you know those things are important that they do have experiences they do have big emotions and they're still learning how to figure that out and being that ear and being that empathetic person for them can be so important in their development and i've said this before you know our households for our for um, our kids are so different and when i say different i don't mean one's bad and one's good i mean they're just different and expectations are different. And again, different doesn't mean good or bad. It just means different. And it's hard for me to go, okay, wait, they just came from this different environment to this environment. It's not personal. And my husband has to remind me that all the time. Um, like, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just different. Mm -hmm. And we just got to give them that time to get acclimated or mm -hmm. to adjust, you know, how they talk with us and um that's hard that's really hard yeah. for kids and it can take yeah. them it can take time for them to get readjusted from household to household and 
And as long as we're we're there keeping that space for them to be able to do that, that's important. So much, so important. Well, so rolling right into that, balancing expectation versus reality. Um, I, do, I am a firm believer if you expect, if you have high expectations, kids, kids will rise to that mm-hmm. expectation. But there's got to be a transition to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hold this high bar. Reality is they might not be there yet and they might not be there all the time. Yeah. So I really liked this point that um, you brought up, Cassie, with the balancing expectations versus reality, because I was like, oh, man, I th- I am one that has a lot of high standards for kids. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> or, well, then oh, why I, didn't you do yeah. that? And Jeff will be like, don't you think you're being a little too hard? And I'm like, it's possible. Like, it's possible that, like, <laughs> my expectation is not quite, it's not yeah. quite where, like, my expectation is it doesn't match the reality of our situation or the reality yeah. of whatever is happening. But yeah. And I feel like, I think when I wrote that too, when I wrote down that talking point, is I'm thinking for myself, is because I always have expectations of, we're going to do this and it's going to be great. We're going to do this and it's going to be magical and we're going to do this and it's going to be fantastic. And then when it's not, you have that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember but that's not reality either. Like having, that's not reality. That's not how. I, I remember the first time we took Isaac to my oldest to the beach and he was like two, maybe, maybe two, a year and a half, two. And we took him to the beach and it was like 105 degrees and blazing hot and, he didn't like the salt water and he cried the whole time. And I had this expectation and we're going to build sand castles and we're yeah. going to just love the water. Yeah. And we were like, crabby and just rah. And I'm like, well, that didn't go how I planned. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and then mom usually, the, the mom usually gets angry and frustrated. And no one's doing what I want. And that's yeah. not modeling great behavior either. Right. Yeah. So let's, I learned that I used to have a photography business and I I learned that very early in taking pictures. I'm like, okay, expectations of these perfect, beautifully posed children. That's not the kind of photography I do. We're going to do our best to get this shot you found on Pinterest, but we're going to experience just, this is what it really is. I love my favorite pictures are the ones where you like, and the left side is the one snap you got. And then the right side and on down are the 2000 of someone going cross side, someone yes. picking on each other, someone pulling their hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Those are my favorite because that's real life. But, um, and I, calm, conver- I wrote down calm conversations. It's like yeah. when it doesn't go the way you expected, say, you know, you, you plan this beautiful dinner or this, beautiful whatever when it doesn't go as expected taking those deep breaths and especially with littles like you know I'm really apologizing having calm conversations like okay we I really expect you to behave this way Mm -hmm. and you're almost there and this is what I want you to work on yeah oh that's that's hard yeah for someone that's a little OCD like me I really try (laughs) well because then you got to break it down into Okay, they ca- they are capable of acting this way. They're struggling here, so they're not quite capable to getting here. But they are able to do this. It's kind. Of, it is checking your own expectations and your own what what you yeah, yeah what you throw out there. Um, 
I'm trying to think of a way to s- go into our next, but the next thing we were going to talk about is how, you know, in doing these things and in modeling these behaviors and in um, all that, you're you're effectively strengthening your family bond. You're strengthening your family relationships um, by having emotional intelligence and by handling the holidays with emotional intelligence. And, you know, some of the most important things is to maybe even do family bonding experiences during this time, you know, maybe say no to some of the stressful stuff and say yes to staying home and, and, you know, or reading stories together or you know we all last night we decorated cookies and you know doing those those activities that are bonding and it's more low-key and it's more just family family together time I can I really kind of do like it when we all play games because Uh normally they're like the silly games you know we love the what's the one where you put the thing in your mouth and you try to talk. <laughs> yeah. Is it like Mad Lib or something? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I know it's hilarious. Yeah. It cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down some different things like uh, games. We're big on going out into our tent. We have a timber area with some trails. I love going for a walk, you know, and then I first I said unplugged, but I'm like, you know what? We bond over movies. Like we laugh at the Mm-hmm. Christmas vacation is just come on it's hilarious it's hilarious I don't, it's timeless it's hilarious yeah. um and we bond over that and you know you mentioned reading even if you're not like we've got teenagers okay we're going to unplug um we're not going to necessarily read a picture book together but let's everybody just stop and sit and read for a while yes. Yes. um yeah and then go what are you reading and uh, uh, I, don't, I don't really get that kind of stuff or, you know, kind of relating over what you like to read. Yeah. Um, well, and giving and, an opportunity for conversation of what do they like? Okay. Well, tell me about right. that. What do you like about that book? You know, it's learning your kids. That's giving you an opportunity to learn more about them. And how fun is that? Yeah. Yeah. And what they like. Yeah, exactly what you said, what they like. And a big one, I think I wrote down meals. Um, that's a, a huge thing in our house is we, uh-huh. we have meals together and that wasn't always the case um, when I was growing up. We we would we would eat together, but it was kind of like hit and miss. But we we do like everybody to be here and sitting down at the same time and enjoying a meal and talking and laughing. And um, it's probably something one of the things I enjoy most about our world now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I say our world now. I feel like I've lived in several different worlds in my lifetime, oh, but. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um, did you have any more to add to that? The family ideas? We were big on puzzles too. Oh, puzzles. Yes. Well, and okay. (laughs) Make fun of me all you want. But (laughs) Legos are fun and they're like a puzzle. And if you could get Lego, like the right now I'm working on a friend set. That's the central per central. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, it's like a puzzle. And I'm like, I never thought I would get into Legos, but then now I'm here, here I am into like, Legos because it's fun. And so it's just fun, like finding those fun activities that you may not even think you like, but then joining in, you might be like, oh, that's actually fun. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I I used to love Legos. I loved them when they just came in a tub and Mm -hmm. you just built whatever you you could build. Right. Um, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. But they're, they hurt to step on. That is true. (laughs) Yes. So pick them up. (laughs) So pick up your Legos when you do it. (laughs) Uh, But I think, you know, 
our main purpose today was just kind of talk to the teachers and parents out there and teachers who are parents about, you know, while you're home, while the holidays are stressful, what can we be doing to continuously be working on our own emotional intelligence and checking our own emotional intelligence and where we're at and how we're, how our kids are seeing us. That's, that's kind of the, the whole point of what we wanted to talk about today. And I think too, um, educators that are out there, if you don't have children of your own or you're not around some, take, take this time to really take care of yourself. And by doing that, like learning about where are you on the emotional intelligence scale? Yeah. Um, you know, Cassie and I were talking about a presentation for, on this topic for administrators, but where are you on that emotional intelligence scale? And that is a lot on how you react to situations, how you react to other people, um, what triggers you, how you handle it. So, you know, if you don't have children that you're going to be around a lot over the holiday season, take a moment and relax, bubble bath, you know, mm-hmm. look up the thing, you know, learn the things that you can do to really relax yourself and to help yourself. Yeah. Refill your soul, refill your cup. <laughs> yeah. So friends, um, we hope you join us again next week. Oh, next week we've got some fun things after this one. We do. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> so um, tune in and we appreciate you joining us here at 3R Educational Solutions. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's conversation, Join us every Wednesday for more conversations about what's happening in today's educational world. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can find more information about what we offer at 3reducationalsolutions.com. That's the number three, letter R, educationalsolutions.com.